what's up with you? And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I'm Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are going to talk about AEW Revolution, the pay-per-view that happened live here in Chicago, Illinois, uh, this past weekend. Uh, fun pay-per-view overall. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on this pay-per-view, Devin? Oh, man, it was definitely a great palate cleanser of the Super Showdown that I thought it, it was like a memory uh, swipe like it never happened. That's what it was. I enjoyed like revolution, a like an men in black neuralizer. Yeah, yeah, like a neuralizer, man. That's what it was. It just reset my brain. It's like, okay, that that never happened. Here we go. I, you know, I enjoyed revolution very much from from the buy in and all the way up to the last match between, you know, John Moxley and Chris Jericho. Yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed this pay per view, and let, let's just get right into it. So, yeah. I didn't see the buy in matchup, so but I do know the results of it. And I have it here: SCU versus the Dark Order. It was uh, Dark Order going over and getting the victory. So, why don't you talk about this one a little bit? Like, what were your thoughts here? Okay, uh, I thought it was a, a decent match. It was just more of the storytelling of the possibilities with Christopher Daniel. Is he? Is he the? Uh, what what do they call him? The exalted one. The exalted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we were in the middle of the match between Uvu Uno, Stu Grayson, and Frankie Kazarian, Scorpion Sky. You know, and even before the match, they had like a a little segment. It's like, hey, you know, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, like, hey, you know, they've been talking. We was thinking, like, you know, why don't you just sit this one out, uh, Christopher Daniels? We don't need you. He was like, okay, cool. I get it, understand it. So he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't there to uh, help out or support his team. So that's just to basically just to set up the match. All right. Let you know what was going on. Uh, throughout the match, throughout towards the end of the match, that when, that's when, oh, no, no, hold on. Was it the end? I think it was the end. Yeah, it was the end. They just started beating them down. Yeah, I'm sorry. So it was towards the it, it was the end of the match mm-hmm. when it was beating them down. Uvo Uno, Stu Grayson, beating them down. Then the Exalted One music uh, appeared, and he's wearing like this cloak, something similar to Vince McMahon. You know, who was in that Ministry of Darkness, and he was wearing. When he told everybody, "I fooled you." You know, <laughs> it was me, Austin. Something similar to that, so everybody could see the picture down yeah. there right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so he lifts the bell. It's Christopher Daniels, but it's not what you think he's attended. He comes out fighting Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, you know, in the uh, in the underlings, you know, and the creepers, I guess. And he start beating them up, and everybody else start joining in. You know, uh, what was it Frank Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, start helping him out. 
So that so that's they kind of just they threw that in for for a loop. So there's still maybe it's a possibility that Christopher Daniels is maybe the exalted one. I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, who do you think is the exalted one? Christopher and Daniels. You think it's Christopher Daniels? <laughs> I think so. Even though he attacked them here, you think it's just kind of a a way to take our attention away from him? Yeah, because okay. I'm, I'm trying to read between the lines. I noticed that they haven't really attacked him. Mm-hmm. And then when the whole exalting one music, you know, came, they all was doing a pose. I'm like, and they just all they saw the cloak, so they just automatically knew that it was the exalted. Like, how would they know it's the exalted one? So is it really Christopher Daniels? They just playing along with the plan. Just to uh, get inside SCU to mess with their head. I don't know. So I think maybe that's left in the air. And for me to figure out and think maybe it is Christopher Daniels, the exalted one. What do you think about the whole uh, Matt Hardy potentially being the exalted Uh, one? I wish. I wish. I hope so. But (laughs) I know that I think they're still trying to lock down this contract for WWE, which I hope that's not the case because they're not even using his talents anymore. That whole woken Matt Hardy character, yeah, it, it's it's lost. So I think they can better use Matt Hardy in AEW, and he definitely, if he be the ultimate one, I think that'd be a great story to tell. Yes, yeah, see, I, I'm torn on Matt Hardy potentially being the exalted one. I actually, you know, would be. I, my my feeling right now is I would actually be a little bit disappointed if he's the exalted one, just because I don't know. I, I feel like the whole broken Matt Hardy thing when it was going on in uh, Impact, it was it was what it was like it was huge, and then you know it came to WWE and the crowd was into it, but legal through legal reasons or whatever, you know Impact own, owning the broken name, he couldn't really fully invest in, in, and go back to that character. And now I just feel like I'm kind of over it. And so for him to go to AEW and be the exalted one, I don't know. I'm just not excited about it right now. I think if he were to show up and I were to see him, maybe that that there's a chance that could change. But right now, I don't know. I feel like I would want it to be someone else. And I, you know, I, I kind of like the idea of it being Christopher Daniels, like you were saying. Um, even though this happened, I feel like it would be cool if they worked it in and said, yeah, they're so committed to him. Like he could beat them up and they would, you know, just, just take that from him because he is the exalted one. Like it it would make sense. They think it's, it's, it's a term of endearment or honor to be, to be, uh, to get kicked or hit by the exalted one. Right. So I kind of, I kind of like that story better than it being Matt Hardy. Um, I, I want Matt Hardy to go to EW because he's not getting used in WWE. And if he wants to continue to perform, you know, that would make sense. Um, you know, or I don't know. There's a part of me, too, that's like, I wonder if 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 Matt Hardy in the ring still kind of works, you know, like it, it's it's a it's a I don't know. I, there's a part of me that thinks he should just maybe become like a backstage presence, you know, and, and be like, a you know, involved in like helping to bring up the new talent and to, to help mentor the, the new talent. But, you know, if he, you think he serves a purpose in, in, in wrestling then like you, you don't think he, he has any more to offer any more storyline I, I, just on screen. I feel like he's done everything he's going to do, you know, mm-hmm. but in AEW, 
it being, uh, you know, a, a new company, I could see him serving more of a purpose, you know, on screen here than in WWE. You know, I, I could see that. I just feel like I want him to be, if he's going to do this, I want him to strictly be there to put over new talent, you know, and not be like the main attraction. You know, it's just kind of how I feel about it. Now, maybe he'll change my mind and, you know, he'll be this exalted one character and the characters, you know, great and entertaining and, you know, everything we, we would hope it would be, you know, best case scenario. And that would be great. But, you know, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure with 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 Matt. You know, I'm just not sure. But with Christopher Daniels and I'm not like a huge fan of Christopher Daniels, but I feel like with the story that they're telling, I would kind of prefer that. You know, that that be the story. And, you know, I think that would be great for specifically Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Because he seems like, you know, a superstar waiting to happen. And to have that betrayal storyline going on for him, I think it would be great. Yeah, man. And it's another storyline, you know, for the tag team division as, as well, man. It's like, I, I want to talk about that, too. I think how they're treating the tag team division is, is very good. Not just, you know shining a spotlight on the champions, but also just a more a spread out even look on their entire tag team division as well, man. So yeah. I like that. Yeah, man. I, I hear you. I hear you there. And we'll talk about the tag team division a little bit too because they had a heck of a match represented in, in this oh show. Oh, my we'll God, man. The storytelling yeah. in that was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> But let's let's talk about uh, the the official opening match on the card, uh, which was Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager making his debut in AEW um, as a in ring performer. He's been there on television yep. for a while now, but this was his first official match um, as a part of AEW. And um, I don't know my my thoughts here. I felt like this was. Not a great match to start. The uh, show. I was just about to say that, man. I, I yeah. was about to. Uh, I was about to yeah. keep it real with you too. It's like I got to be honest. I didn't like this match. Yeah, uh, it didn't. It didn't kick off to me until the Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen match. Yeah, same. That's when same. it kicked off. But here, I didn't like it because why the hell is Jake Hager giving up so much? Like he he was. I felt like why he he should be doing the dominating in this match. Yeah. It shouldn't be the other way around. It shouldn't be an even even kill match. Should not. The he, way they were he, building him up. Yes. Is he's if, if he's the enforcer, he needs to look and feel the part. He didn't look and feel the part in that. I'm like, why is Dustin getting so much offense against this guy? Yeah. A guy that's, you know, supposedly undefeated in the MMA world. I don't believe that by a second with this performance. I <laughs> <laughs> mean 50-year-old Dustin here is just right. like, taking you to task, and I'm supposed to believe that you're this, you know, monster in MMA, you know, going against guys that are, you know, just way more skilled overall in, in mixed martial arts than Dustin. Like, come yes. on, man. What do you do? Just, just finish him. Like, what's happening? So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I feel like, you know, I, I wanted to give him at least a little bit of, like, I didn't want to go go hard like you just did with that you know initially because oh, I, I like Dustin yeah I, I, I like Dustin I just again kind of similar to what I was saying about Matt Hardy I feel like his sole purpose now in wrestling if he's gonna be in ring should be to put over the younger talent yeah. that's it you don't have anything went over Sammy Guevara like two weeks before that 
that pissed me off. Like, that was a bad decision to me. Like, you cannot have Dustin beating Sammy Guevara right before Sammy Guevara is getting ready to go to Revolution and fight Darby Allen. You need to build up both of those guys so that that match feels special. And it still did. Believe me, it still did. But, you know, it just, it does take a little bit of a hit when Dustin beat you. Like, the week, like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? It, that That didn't make sense to me at all. It really didn't. Yeah, so, I mean, but yeah, this matchup, I mean, at the end of it, Jake Hager, uh, well, I I should say the match overall, I mean, it was just kind of a weird opening matchup to have. Um, You know, you had your... I'm surprised the crowd was just all in to that, but maybe it was just the heat of the crowd, because the crowd was hot. Yeah, crowds were AEW, man. They just buy in to what they're seeing regardless. They just want to have fun. You know, and I hate to make this comparison, but like... You know how we were talking about with the Saudi crowds and how they're just like there to have a good time, right? It sucks to say, you know, it's even bring that up right now because Super Showdown sucked. But the crowd was actually really great. And it's because they go there with the intention to have a good time regardless. Like they're 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 all in. This crowd, too, I feel like it's I mean, it's a Chicago crowd. You know, we love wrestling and AEW loves Chicago. And so it's just like that love is reciprocated from both sides. Um, so I feel like no matter what's going on, this crowd wants AEW to succeed. They're going to accept it. They're going to give it a chance. They're not just going to shit on things for that, that, you know, just, just to shit on it. Like it's got to be really bad for them to, to boo. And in this situation, I don't, I don't, wouldn't even say this was a bad match. It just felt like, you know, for an opening matchup, you need to start out with something that's going to really hit the ground running. And this matchup didn't have that. It was a slow-paced matchup. And to your point, the storytelling doesn't really make sense because you've got this monster going against this aging older guy who's probably on his way out. This might be the last year of his you know, his career. Why is he? Why is this even a challenge? Like it shouldn't be. I know, man. That's all. That's what I'm like. He was just like towards the end of the match. He was just out of breath, so mm-hmm. winded, just sweating all off like why are you so worn out by <laughs> Dustin bro <laughs> you went against Dustin <laughs> you shouldn't be worn it should have been light work it should have been Seriously. light work for you bro I'm sorry like I have like you said I have the utmost respect for the natural you know Dustin but he's at that level that he should be putting over talent and you know maybe you should have told a story that yeah Jake Hager, he dominated, and then you try to go an uphill climb. You you show a little bit of offense, but he snuffed that out and just he closed strong. That should have been it. That was yep. it. Yep. That should have been the story. I would have been like, cool. You know, yeah, yeah, that's Jake Hager. I understand he's the enforcer. He just dominated. But here it was like, it's not a good look for you. No. no it, wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. And You're then, probably uh, in a circle. This is just, just yeah. Just, just, at this Chris point, Jericho you know, hired. You, you may have to, you know, <laughs> rethink your your membership. You know, take For your card away. I don't know. I don't know if you you have the qualifications to be the enforcer with that performance. <laughs> you can't handle Dustin. I don't know if you can handle you know my heavier opponents. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. oh man, but um. Yeah, another aspect of this matchup, too, was uh, Jake Hager's wife uh, was a part of the story a little bit that they were telling. Uh, Catalina White is, is her name here. So, yeah, she was there. He gave her a big kiss before the matchup. 
Now, later on in the matchup, you saw Jake Hager going over to her, you know, getting like words, uh, just uh, encouragement from her. And then, yeah, later on, Dustin Rhodes actually kisses her, you know, which was like, I don't know, like for I get it. This is this is within Dustin's character, but it still felt weird to see it. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, kiss another man's wife, and I, I just I can't get behind that. You know, I just I can never really get behind that. But they did it, and yeah, they, WWE. yeah, oh yeah, well, the whole Bobby and Lana thing. They Vince loves that shit. He's just terrible with that. But well, yeah, Vince it, himself, you know, the whole Linda McMahon, and oh yeah, that's right, that's right, <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, it's just not not really a fan of that. But yeah, this matchup overall, I mean, it was what it was. It started the show, but it was it was a weak start. It was a weak start. I I think that the next matchup that we're gonna talk about um, definitely was the true kickoff of this show: Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. So why don't you talk about this matchup? This match was freaking exciting, thrilling. A drilling rush of just awesome stuff that you just seen. I, I can't believe I seen a six thirty centon on a on the ringside on you know from Sammy Guevara dropping Darby Allen on a table. Man, holy shit! Yes, I yes. couldn't believe I saw that. That was insane, and that was a sick six thirty. Like the way he landed that landed, it, it was just everything about that move was just perfect, bro. Yep. And then another good spot for me was from Caveira as well when he was right before he was going for the Spanish uh, for the Spanish fly off the top rope. He damn near lost his balance, but he caught his balance. Went then went for the Spanish fly on Darby Allen. Then try to go for the three count, but just like right there, that little subtle, just you know, even though that was shoot, he lost his balance, but he was able to catch it and then we get you know, recapture his balance and then go for the maneuver of the Spanish fly was an awesome look, man. This definitely put Guevara on a different level here. I thought Allen shine as well, but to me, Guevara, you know, he 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 was the all he was the star to me. Uh, for, uh, for me, he was man because he he looked awesome in this match. Yeah, man, it was um, it was a, such a great matchup. I mean, the match started on the outside. It actually didn't get started until a little bit later on. It's like they ten started, minutes. Yeah, they were fighting <laughs> on the outside and just brawling, man, just going at each other. And yeah, you mentioned the spots like you know that that six thirty was just ridiculous, man. It's such a sick move. I mean, Sammy Guevara. It's so funny because we we just talked about how he lost to Dustin. You know, it takes a little bit away from him to lose to Dustin in that way. Uh, but yet he has a match like this, and you kind of for for during the matchup, I didn't think about Dustin at all. I was just like in awe of what I was seeing in this man, matchup. Yes, and it's just kudos, you know, to to both of these guys really for just putting on such a great show. And yeah, for Sammy Guevara, just you know, showing what he's capable of. Um, he's a guy that I was kind of, of all the people in the inner circle, I was like, I was the most concerned about him and like the push that he's getting. Cause he just feels like he's not getting the, 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 uh, the, the same, 
I don't know. I, I, I thought when he was going to join the inner circle that it would be like, this is Jericho's pupil, and he's going to be winning now because he's with Jericho, and he's going to take on he's some like of the characteristics. He's like that second-in-command spot. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought he'll get that rub from Chris Jericho. Yeah, I definitely get that. Right. And now, you know, but you see it, and it's kind of like, you know, he's he's funny, and he's got the, the cards during the commercials, and he's got the T-shirts, and hit me up, and he's hollering at the ladies, and that's cool. But in the ring, he's just like, he's losing. You know, he's losing his matches. He's just kind of getting yeah. his ass whooped, you know? And I'm All like, he needs help from Jake Hager to yeah. finish a match. Like, man. Right. You know, he's just kind of like a clown, basically, in the in the team. But the performance that he had here, you know, and, and he, he still lost this matchup. But the performance that he had, you know, was was really like one of those star making performances like where even in a loss, you still kind of gain respect for him. So, yeah, man, just a, a great job overall by him. And, you know, Darby Allen, man, this dude, he is the future of he AEW. Yes, he, he, he really is. is. <laughs> just it, it's undeniable now. At this point, I look at him and I see like the the. That, that he represents AEW. He is going to be the, the man one day. He's going to be the champion one day. Um, I just, I just see the, like almost like the, the sting or the, the, um, I don't want to say undertaker, but yeah, kind of in that vein, like, you know, the guy, like the guy in that, that flag bearer for the company, you know, like I just see that in him now, you know, like I, I, we were getting there and I think that, even before this pay-per-view, I've, I've started to feel that about him with, like, some of the vignettes and just mm-hmm. the reaction that he gets from the crowd. But at this pay-per-view, like, I feel like I look at him and I'm hearing that reaction from the crowd and people chanting for Darby and just, like, I just see it, man. Like, he's that guy that just the heart and soul of AEW. That's Darby Allen, you know? It's you him. Feel it, you really feel it through his wrestling, how he just lays it all out. He puts everything all his energy and into his wrestling move set and you felt it through his performance as well. Like, you know, I, I, I talked heavily about Sammy Guevara, but you know, I got to talk about Darby Allen's performance as well, man. I, I loved it too. I loved when he slowed it down and was going into these submission moves yeah. against Sammy Guevara and it almost had him in it like this chicken wing lockup mm-hmm. when Sammy Guevara was trying to, go for his leg, extend his leg and put it on the top rope to break the the submission hole, but Darby Allen was like, nope, I'm going to grab that leg too. <laughs> Just <laughs> ball you up right here. <laughs> Get you stuck. And that that looked great too, man, when he, you know, slowed it down, man. So Darby Allen had a, a good look too. Yeah, man, he did. Shout out to both, both of the guys involved, man. What a awesome, awesome matchup. Definitely an A-plus matchup. Um, and it's funny, too, because officially the matchup went five minutes, which is funny because <laughs> most of it happened on the outside. It did. So when Ten minutes the- was like just, you know, on the outside before officially yeah. we got into the match. <laughs> so great, man. But, yeah, what a what a phenomenal matchup, man. Just thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. And, yeah, that was the official start of this card for sure. Um, man, this next matchup, the tag team championship matchup, oh, my God, Kenny Omega and at, and Adam Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. What a matchup! Thirty you know minutes. Let me talk about Adam seconds, Hangman just, Page real quick. Go for it. Go for it, bro. I have did a completely one eighty on him, man. 
how I first started on him when he first, to me, when I first heard about him or just seen him go against Chris Jericho, what was it, All Out? Yep. For the, you know, the, for the vacated, or was it wasn't vacated? Vacate. It was well, vacated. it was vacated, but yeah. you know, for the debut of being first ever a, first ever AEW, AEW champion. Yep. And how I felt like he just wasn't ready because you know he to me I I wasn't feeling his character. I didn't get the whole cowboy thing. It went completely over my head. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, Chris Jericho all the way. Now you know go more in depth into his character, the whole cowboy shit, how the crowd just chanting that shit you know and now he's just always looking for a beer this whole drinking issue possibly <laughs> interfering and yeah. then maybe he has uh, he's starting to uh, build maybe a, a spiteful character now against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks he thinks maybe he's better than them and I can see that based on some of the storytelling of these matches how he's just strongly you know, finishing these matches off, man, for for their tag team. So yeah, this this character of Adam Hangman Page, man, I've completely did a one eighty on him. Well, what's funny too, I, I, I totally agree one hundred percent. You know, I was the same way. I was not buying into Adam Hangman Page. I wanted Jericho to win the title one thousand percent. I was, I was, yeah, really rooting for that to happen. And you know, over the course of the next few months. You know, I really start, started to grow respect for Adam Hangman Page by the way they handled his character. And, yeah, with this whole tag team with, with Kenny Omega, it's really helped solidify, you know, the the respect that I have for his character. And just the storytelling has been great. And I'm getting more and more invested in the story every week. Like, just such a phenomenal job by the whole team involved for the, the storytelling that they've been doing with uh, Adam Hangman Page. Um so just awesome there. Now it's funny. So specifically with the story, um, you know, with the spitefulness, I feel like I started to actually understand where Adam Handman Page is coming from <laughs> because yes. of the way that Kenny and the Young Bucks are. Like they have this friendship, and even though they have this match set up. It seems like Kenny refuses to acknowledge the fact that, yeah, we're going against each other. Like, he's still, like, hanging out with them. And, For real, man. You know, teaming up with them. <laughs> and Adam Hangman Page is like, yo, like, I'm your tag team partner here, man. Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way I see the storyline playing out, actually, is it's like Kenny just refuses to just, like, take Adam's side. And this is your tag team partner. And you seem to be siding and more concerned with maintaining this friendship yeah. with the Young Bucks. But we're champions here, boy, and they're trying to take our heads off. And what are you doing? And it played out in the match, too. Like, there are moments in the matchup where, like, you could see the Young Bucks are doing whatever they got to do to win. And Kenny Omega is still kind of, like, torn. And, you know, there's the friendship thing. And then I almost thought there was almost, well, It was like, mostly Matt who was just like, man, I give zero Fs about our friendship right now. Seriously. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, they, dude, they, I, it almost felt like a heel turn to me, honestly. Yeah, man. Kenny is still trying to be cool. Yeah. And yeah, Matt and his brother yeah. are just like, nope, no more. Just No, actually, Nick kind of wheeled him back in. He was like, hold on, what are we doing, bro? He was yeah. like, just, just finish the match. Let's just do our finisher. Let's just end this. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it was just such great storytelling. Yes. I was just so into it, man. 
I think I made the mention too. Like I would rather because I don't want uh, Hangman Page to be a heel in this storyline. Although it might happen. We'll it might see. happen. He teased that towards he the end. It. He teased it when he was waiting on Kenny Omega to to come towards the outside of the ring, and he looked like he was going for his finisher. Oh like, my god! The Bucks hilarious. Like, I saw it. I was like, no, don't it told do his it. body was like, uh, anybody like what's he doing? <laughs> And Scarab was like, I think we all saw that. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, don't do it, man. Yeah. No. He, he thought about it for a second, too. Oh, my God. And Kenny looked so innocent. He was like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Oh. <laughs> yeah. We just like, he didn't know what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> man. But yeah, man, what a what a matchup! There was there was a part two where uh, Adam Hammond Page was gonna put one of them through a table, and and Kenny Omega stopped him from doing it. Yeah, like he's like, "What are we doing? Like what? Like no, like that's just it was going where too the far, ring uh, bell is. The ring bell, yeah, he's yeah, getting ready to to slam him there, which I wanted him to, but yeah, Kenny Omega got in the way. He's like, "What are you doing? Yeah, get back in the ring, bring it back in the ring." <laughs> <laughs> man just such a such a crazy match i mean so many near falls and oh, just near falls were oh my god yeah. I, I never got caught up in near falls like that ever before the the v trigger and I don't, I don't know how many v triggers that matt took that i thought oh this is over this is over i stood up how many times like oh i can't believe that this match is still going on I couldn't believe when when the V trigger and Buckshot Lariat hit, and still there wasn't a finish. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yep, I, I was like, "What? What? What? <laughs> what? That was crazy." I thought it was over too when um, uh, the Young Bucks had Kenny Omega isolated in the in the ring, ah, and they both need him at the same did. time. I'm like, "Oh wow, that's it, yeah. it." Felt over. I was yep. like, "This is done." And they had a great shot of someone in the crowd just like going nuts when he kicked out. And then Kenny Omega's like punching the mat. He's like, no, no, no. And the guy in the crowd is like, oh my God. Yes. Just losing his mind. Dude, it was so great. <laughs> it was so great. What a matchup. Oh my Bro, God. Bro, this Kenny Omega, he's been having back-to-back great wrestling Iron weeks, Man bro. match, yeah. That Iron Man match against Pac was... I don't know, man. Match of the year contender right there. That was nuts. That was sick. Pac, what he was doing in the storytelling with Kenny Omega. Oh my God, man. What did you what did you think about that match real quick? I was like I agree. Match of the year candidate. Overall, like it was it was crazy. It took so long to even get to a fall, you know, and just the storytelling there, and both guys can go. And it's funny because the at All Out, going back to that, we wanted uh, 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 Moxley versus Kenny Omega. That was the matchup. And it ended up being Pac versus Kenny Omega. And we both were like, man, I really would have rather have seen John Moxley. But because, you know, the story, t- the story building up to that was so good, you know, and we didn't get it. But, you know, Pac, we knew that Pac and Kenny Omega could go, you know, and would have great chemistry in the ring and end up being a great match. This right here was just like that to times a a billion. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was just like, oh, my goodness. And the storytelling now was there. You know, we had the story element. We had 
Pac demanding another match with Kenny Omega leading into this and, you know, attacking people that Kenny cared about, you know, and just doing everything, just being a bastard legitimately, you know, to Kenny Omega. And then you get this matchup and, you know, uh, Pac basically sacrifices a fall by using a chair to get the advantage, you know, and just... But it was smart on his play how he just... He was like, bump this. I'm just going to take, I'm going to take an L, but I'm going to smartly take an L. Right. (laughs) Just so I can, I can, you know, differentiate myself and get the advantage on this guy, you know, and then he was in control. But, you know, Kenny just, the resilience of Kenny Omega. And yeah, it was great. It was great. Just that matchup was amazing. Definitely so far, you know, match of the year. I'd say it'd be hard to argue against it. I really would. Yeah, it would. It would, man, because Omega is, oh, my God, this dude is like a, a Goku of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just rises <laughs> to his opponent's strength. Just, you know, he just goes on that Super Saiyan level, man. Like, oh, my God, I don't know what he got in his tank, but it's he, he got it, though, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it was awesome. So, yeah, this matchup, man. I mean, it's it's. There's gonna be more to come with with the elite to see. You know where we go from here. Um, you know, Adam Hangman Page, just great storytelling. Kenny Omega, like you said, just you know the human. Uh, what is it? The best bout machine, uh, Kenny Omega. He lived up to that name. And the Young Bucks, man, talk about tag team wrestling and just. Just loving that and caring about it and wanting to put together the best matches. Like, man, I almost forgot to just uh, stomping on Kenny Omega's shoulder, by the way. Oh, yes, Matt, just, what, what he was doing when he was just pissed off. And, yeah. And he just kind of just got lost in what he was doing. And he just noticed what he had. Like, oh, snap, I got the yeah. advantages of His brother was like, you know, what are you doing? Like, oh, man. Like, just, yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. The, the storytelling, the, the emotion. I enjoyed that match. It was definitely a, a plus. It was definitely enjoyable. I just love tag team wrestling, man. They definitely highlight that very well in this promotion. They, they do. They do. Just what a match. What a matchup. I can't wait to see where we go from here. All right. And then, man, having the impossible uh, task of having to follow that up. We had the AEW Women's Championship matchup, championship belt on the line. Chris Stanlander versus the champion Nyla Rose. Um, yeah, this was this was tough, man. Like this is a tough spot. Uh, just... <laughs> I mean, the women's division already kind of is struggling. It's a work you know, in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. And I will say, I, I am a Chris Statlander fan. I think she's a great wrestler. I think she is a the, a future face. I'm not the into division. the whole alien thing yet. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I'm not into that yet. It's it's weird for sure. But, and I'm a Star Trek fan too. Like, I'm a big Star Trek nerd. I, I can admit that, like, wholeheartedly. Yeah. But I'm not, like, what she's doing, I don't know. We'll see. Like I think I mentioned this once before, but one thing that I saw that kind of got me, I don't know, to have fun with that that whole alien thing that she does is her backstage um, uh, promo. Not even a promo. It was a YouTube thing with Orange Cassidy. And, you know, Chris Stadlander was messing with a chair um, in the in the locker room area. There was the chair was, was trying to figure out how to sit in it. Right. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It was unfolded. It was on its side, just sitting on on the ground. But like 
like on its side and open. And she's trying to fit herself into the legs of the chair. And then Orange Cassidy walks by all cool, like looking like, you know, what's going on here? You know, he, 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 he grabs her hand, helps her stand up. He puts the chair right, you know, the right way, pats the chair. He's like, you know, now you can sit. She goes to sit down on it. She's <laughs> like, oh, Huh, okay, this is how this works, and then he yeah. gives her the thumbs up and walks away. I was like, yeah, I kind of, I don't know, I just, I liked that that whole thing. Like she's she's awkward. She doesn't know like basic, you know, human Earthling type things. Like she's trying to learn how we do things. I don't That's know. Why I'm like, I gotta give it time. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I gotta see. I, I did like the commentary of the match from Excalibur. How he kind of said because she w- was facing some symptoms of the flu but Excalibur Excalibur put it put it in a way that she's trying to get used well she's not used to Earth's atmosphere yet so she goes having struggles dealing with that oh, and JR man. response was priceless he was like what <laughs> <laughs> gotta throw him off yeah, right. Man, JR be keeping it real now man he just think, he gives zero F's man shoot, shoot or not it's going down on the commentary from JR, bro. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> oh, man. So I thought that was hilarious, man. Yeah. But yeah, so the matchup, I mean, it was what it was. It was a solid match overall. I thought they gave it their best effort, but having to follow up that tag team matchup, man, was real tough. Um, Chris Statlander, she had a cool spot where she did a handstand. She was she was um, draped on the ropes, and Nyla Rose goes up top to do like a leg drop to her, but then she puts her hands on the ground and then starts doing a handstand, then walks on her hands, and then she kind of like lays out and she just lays on the on the mat looking up at Nyla Rose, kind of like, hey, how you doing? Just like waving at her. I was like, okay. That was a nice moment. So I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Nyla Rose, uh, she did the, what does she call it? The Beast Bomb. Uh, ended up winning the matchup. So yeah, overall, just uh, again, solid matchup. But hard to follow, you know the what what the greatness we had seen. Yeah, just, just it was before. a tough spot. Yeah. So well, let's keep it moving from there and go to oof man, big matchup here, which uh, for some had a surprising ending. Uh, Cody versus are you Maxwell, right? or are you Jacob Friedman? So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well surprise. From my standpoint, um, I was rooting for MJF, to be honest with you. Um, as much as I'm, you know, a fan of Cody and, you know, with everything that went on, it's like, okay, it'd be cool if Cody won. But I felt like this matchup was more like it does more for MJF to win than it would for Cody to win. Well, yeah. Like it just progresses. It helps to build up MJF in a better way. Um, so for me, you know, it wasn't, I guess it's hard to say surprised. You know, because I was rooting for it. But, yeah, a lot of people that I talked to, man, were surprised that it went the way that it did. That MJF ended up winning the matchup and and Cody took the L on this one. And it's kind of like a where does Cody go from here and he keeps really? losing and what's the what are we doing? So, I don't know. what. You, so, you weren't surprised then? You no, MJF no. I kind of expected MJF to win. Maybe because we're MJF friends. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're. we both saw a clearer picture that this is a... This is basically a match that MJF needs to win. Yes. So that's how I saw it, you know. Uh, so that's why I took it as that I, I wasn't surprised when he went over. Yeah. Like, I feel like if, let's say, MJF was the current champion, right, and Cody had to do all of this to get a title shot again, then I would have said oh, yeah. Cody's going to win. 
You know what I'm saying? Like after going after all that and after having lost his opportunity to be able to fight for titles ever to go through all that, you know, and, and it's their biggest show or whatever, like AEW's version of WrestleMania, let's say, you know, all in or all out or something like that. Um, I would have said, OK, Cody's going to go over in that one. That's fine. But here, MJF is still trying to they're still trying to build MJF and MJF is still trying to establish himself as a top star in the in the company. And really, a lot of us, like you said, we're both MJF fans, so we already kind of see him that way. But seeing the bigger picture, there's still a little bit of work to, to be done for him to be in that AEW World Championship picture. So he just needed this, this, this win. And, you know, rightfully so, they they did the right thing, I thought, and they gave Cody they gave Cody the L and gave MJF the win. And yeah, it was great. And I thought it was the right he'll win uh that MJF took too, like he he won with that diamond ring. I guess he had his stash in his in his uh, trunks and tight, took yeah. it out, put on his pinky, hit him with the little form, not form, but with a fist punch, fist, yeah, <laughs> and then got the one, two, three. It kind of confused the crowd, which I thought was a great reaction too. Yeah, they were just like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> yep, yep. No one, yeah, yeah. Even the crowd too kind of felt, you know, seemed I'm a little like, bit oh, like, "Oh, that's a oh great response." Like he just gets even more heat from that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and him too. Like, uh, he. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm, am I mixing this up with uh, with um, last week's AEW? No, it was this one where he went into the crowd and he was flicking people off. Ah, uh, MJF. Yeah. That was great. And then he, he throw a beer at somebody like a at a regular fan. Yeah, he did. <laughs> because I don't think that guy was staged. I think that no, was real. That was real, man. <laughs> that looked real. That yeah. that, that, that response looks real. <laughs> man, it was that was good, man. Like shout out to MJF for just being just a savage overall and and living in this heel persona at all times. Like I just I just love it. Being a true heel and, and knowing what you know being a heel means too. Yeah, yeah. Entertaining, but yet having the crowd that hates you and booing you and yeah, even when he got that win, uh, I thought it was great and the I thought the crowd response was perfect for that ending as well yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, I guess a couple of things here just to note because I've been noticing things on social media and I just want to bring it up. Yeah. Um, the opening performance by downstate that did his promo or sorry not his promo his theme song um what do you think of that did you think they sounded off like or did you like it like what was your thoughts on on that that group that that played him to the ring well i was watching this on my phone so i get the benefit of the doubt it didn't okay. sound off to me yeah so but it's that's that's me watching it from a mobile phone yeah so i don't know if the the sound is different from sounding on a full flash TV or a sound bar or whatever, however you got your sound hook up. Yeah. But for me, it was off. Yeah, I, I don't think it, it had anything to do with you singing on the uh, phone. I think it was off. off. Yeah, it was just <laughs> off. You know, like and some some bands just aren't good live, and this might be one of them, honestly. Like, I feel like they should have, you know, in sound check, Cody should have heard him and been like, guys, I'm sorry. We're not gonna do this, <laughs> you know. Like, I thank you for the song. I thank you for coming out. We'll put you up in the luxury uh, box here and give you yeah. some great seats. But you know, we just we just can't have you embarrass yourselves out here or me, you know, for the show. <laughs> like that, just that like decision. We're in Chicago. To be we're in the heart of Chicago too. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I don't know. It didn't seem all that great. Um, and then Cody's new tattoo. What do you think of that? It's it's definitely out there. I I 
thought it was like a sticker. Like, yeah, I didn't think it was real. I didn't, I didn't think, think that was it did not tattoo. look real, man. I tell you that. Like, I thought it was a sticker, but that's that's an actual tattoo. That's a real tattoo for it's you know that whole nightmare thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, I I'm looking. Hey, at man, it, I got a whole bunch of tattoos, so I can't judge. You know, you know. No, you can judge. I feel like you're even better to judge <laughs> because you have tattoos. Like, I don't have know. any neck tattoos. Though. That's, oh well, okay. that's something okay. you know. I probably won't never do like i'll keep it to a certain ex you know where i want to put ink on my body but not my neck that's like not my thing but yeah it's it's definitely like in your face that tattoo for his yeah like <laughs> it's funny cody's wife brandy admitted that she didn't like the nightmare family tattoo <laughs> <laughs> she is not a fan oh, oh my God. man that's funny yeah that's yeah. What is this? Maybe I don't know. Caught him on a weird night to get that tattoo or something. Yeah, yeah. he was he was in the mood. He felt it and he just went and went for it. I would say the placement is the tattoo is a good design. It's just the placement where it's at. It's a bad spot. Yeah, me being you know I got quite a few tattoos. I probably would have put that more on my arm. Turn it into a half sleeve, maybe when it's a bigger design, so it's taking up make makes uh basically from your shoulder all the way down to your elbow. So that's the half sleeve right there, length. So, but not right there, like on your neck, just right there. Huge. <laughs> it's just huge, man. Like it's just I don't know, like a little bit smaller maybe, or put it on the back of his neck and not on the front there or something if he wants to I don't know like you said on the arm that would have made sense you know like yeah it, it was it was it's it's out there yeah, I think so if he would have had it on on his arm more of a, like a half sleeve it, it would have yeah would have looked a hell of a lot better <laughs> hey man it's there he, he's got to live with it now yeah. you know he's got it so yeah. you know. I knew you would bring that up either Either you or I was, because I was like, "Man, what the hell is that on his neck?" Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, you know, there'll there'll be more to come. Then we could keep talking about this because there's little things here and there, like even just Brandy and like just where her character's going. I don't know where that is, man. What? Yeah. Where Where is the Nightmare Collector? They haven't been seen. Yeah. It's like it's it just it's not even it's not a thing right now. It's not a thing. She is just Brandy Road. She is just Cody's wife at this point, and her character is out the window, at least for now. So, you know, as as this thing with MJF starts to die down, maybe she goes off and brings that back again. Uh, but it'll be weird if she just goes would, straight into because, it. Like, where is this coming from now? Just all of a yeah. sudden, just you're right back in this in this scary looking chair with the long black dress or red dress, whatever you have, talking this you know, Quavella voice, whatever, and I don't know, man. It's just it's just weird when you don't have it don't have an explanation about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well let's let's keep it moving for the card here. We got Orange Cassidy versus Pac. The bastard Pac. Oh man, talk about this one, man. What we's orange? Yeah. Cassidy. So this is Orange Cassidy trying. 
<laughs> I was, I was, I was loving it. I was yes. loving it. Yes, and that was the story too, man. That was the story of the match because I, I just enjoyed that. That this is Orange Cassidy trying. Yep. <laughs> and and I, I love how best friends set that up. It's like you know what he's gonna face you again. This time he's gonna try. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. And the chance of this is awesome and fight forever. And yeah, he's gonna try. He's got to try. <laughs> All that were awesome, man. And hats off to... I didn't know that... You know, I got to give hats off to the bastard Pac. You know, actually doing the whole lackadaisical kicks they were doing to each other. Yeah, back to him. Back yeah. and forth. Uh, you know, after he had enough with it, he just, you know, clotheslined him to hell. But still... <laughs> That was that was enjoyable. That was entertaining. I didn't think Pac could get down like that, and he did. And the crowd was going nuts with it. I, I thought, and I was too, man. So this whole match was entertaining. Had a great story. And, and Orange Cassidy, man, he he has that it factor. He's going to be a huge star in the future too. He's already huge, but I think he's, he's going to even huge. even yeah. be bigger, you know, than what he is now, man. Right now, we're just like on a precipice of what he can be. And 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 it, and it's definitely huge with this dude, man. And and I'm definitely entertained by Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed. Yeah, man. I mean, you said it very perfectly there, man. Like this whole match was just great. Um, Orange Cassidy was definitely just so entertaining with this, and I just it's so amazing to see a person who, yeah, basically he does nothing in that, and he's so over. Yes, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> like he's he's. One of the top stars in this company and has literally he's not had a match and he just does nothing. He just oh. puts his hands in his pockets and that's it. Even you Justin know? Roberts introduction of Orange Cassidy was hilarious from whatever Wayne when oh, hold on. He said uh, Wayne whatever from whenever. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is so this is so Orange Cassidy, man. This is this is entertaining, bro. Oh man, so good, man. He's great. I love watching him. I, 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 and I love the fact that, like you said, we got to see him try. So now we have that that experience of seeing what it looks like. And yeah, he's great, man. Like when he decides, like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna try now. He just has Turn so much on. talent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, wow, this dude, man. He's just so great. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's just I, so fun to it watch. It felt like, it felt like when. This is weird putting it, but it felt like when Goku and, you know, Dragon Ball Super, he's in that ultra instinct. Yeah. That's what felt like Orange Cassie was in because he just hit that next level. Like, oh, shit, this is him trying. <laughs> like, this is, this is nuts. And and it kind of threw, and, and early in the match, it kind of threw Proc, Pac in, in for uh like in for a loop. He didn't like, he was just kind of like, like thrown off from him. He was like, whoa, what the hell is this? Where did this come from? Yeah. So I thought that was entertaining as well, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Great matchup. Pac ended up getting the victory by submission. Um, we did have the Lucha Bros show up during the matchup and kind of intervene. And them and best, best friends got into it a little bit. Um, and at the end there, yeah, Pac did get the brutalizers uh, 
in uh, locked in on on uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy uh, submitted. Did he did he actually tap or was it just the referee was just like, hey, you know, like I just got to. I think he tapped. They just didn't show it because it was I think he had his hand behind Pac's uh, back or something like that. So you couldn't really see what a camera angle was. Couldn't really see his hand. So I think he was tapping though. Okay, or maybe it was like a verbal tap, like or something like, yeah, like, uh, something like him that. just saying like yeah or nodding his head, yeah, I give up because I didn't actually see a tap, but yeah, it, I mean it made sense that the tap would come right there, so it was fine. But uh, yeah, man, fun, entertaining matchup, man. It was it was awesome. It was so awesome. All right, we are at the main event, AEW World Championship on the line, John Moxley. Versus Le Champion, Chris Jericho. We had a choir show up Did. for Chris Jericho <laughs> to sing him to the ring, which is great. Oh my god, uh, it was just such just so setting the everything, tone. Man. Yes, crowd was singing along with the choir as well. It was just a great atmosphere, man. Oh man, that's one of those moments where. You wish you were there. Yeah, that, me too. I did. You I'm know, like, damn it. <laughs> for that, <laughs> well, you have right that there. feeling like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where it's like, oh man. But <laughs> it was great. It was great yeah. just being able to watch it. Um, yeah, man. What What were your thoughts? What did you think of the match? I thought this was a great match. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to go even into all the spots. I'll just go more into the emotion. Of it, how I felt just from the tone setting, how you, you know, how'd you put it when Chris Jericho had, no, not even Chris Jericho, when Moxley came out and he was coming out from outside. I love that entrance, you know, yeah. just showing more of a, uh, you know, real life in, you know, street feel to it. So he's coming from the street side of Chicago into the front entrance, walking into the ring or walking into the stadium all the way to the ring, walking to the crowd as he does. But I love that whole setup, man. It definitely set the tone with that. Like, oh, man, this is going to be like a, you know, a hardcore physical match. Like, you understood the tone of it. And then you got Chris Jericho. You know, he makes a big spectacle as usual with the whole choir. And you got the you got the universe, not the universe, but the AEW fans or AEW universe, if you want to call that whatever. And they're just singing along with Chris Jericho and just Chris Jericho. Chris uh, Jericho's just basking in the moment. You could just see him with the hair, just with the hair blowing in the wind or whatever. And that was just a great look right there. So I was just enjoying that tone setting right there. And then it matched. Oh my God, just how they just went straight to it uh, with the with the physical match, with the physical uh, move set. And then to me, towards the end, when Moxley revealed he was never blind at all. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, man. Well, you know, even even shot Chris Jericho by it. He was just trying to still figure it out. He was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> like everybody in the crowd was like, what the hell? I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And, and then he gave a paradigm shift from hell to him right after that. <laughs> it got the one, two, three. It, it, it was a great moment. I think Chris Jericho built up this championship run and definitely built it up a little and put a little then some on that for 
for definitely for uh, John Moxley because I know they have a great fin- friendship outside of AEW as well, based off what the interview that they had on the Chris Jericho podcast, which by the way was a great podcast. But yeah, you definitely saw that you know two friends like, hey, I'm gonna help you out. Now you go ahead, you're gonna be the face of AEW. You know, I'm going to go do my thing, go do my thing with Fozzie or whatever. But you go ahead and you got the keys to the to the show now because this was just a great. I think this is a great, a great uh, match. And they got a great choice for Moxley, man, because he's just red hot right now. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a great matchup. I mean, uh, just overall, um, just like you said, with um, the emotion of it, just the drama was set up perfectly from the beginning. Um, There there was a moment where uh, Chris Jericho had bit John Moxley and made him bleed over that that eye patch, the eye that was uh, covered in the eye patch. And um, it just helped kind of give us that visual of a, like a just really brutal, brutal matchup with having that little bit of blood there. And he's already not being able to see out of one eye or so we thought. Um, so just like, <laughs> where is this going to end? How far is Jericho going to go? And then, you know, Moxley is having a, and also, too, he's got, you know, members uh, you know, of his faction with him, you know, so it's like, this is just an insurmountable situation for John Moxley. Like, how is he going to do this? Uh, but then you had Aubrey bringing the great referee that she is, and she's tossing out the members of the inner circle. And then you have Sakura <laughs> jump in there. She put a little belt. spin action when she, she <laughs> tossed the mouse, like, hold on, you know, spin, circle, 360 like, spin, oh, you're out of here. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Aubrey is, is she knows, she knows what she, what yeah. she's got now, man. Yeah. She knows this crowd just yep. is like, she's a part of the show. You yeah, know she what I'm is. Like, man, the crowd awesome. chants her name like, yeah, yes. she's definitely part of the show, man. <laughs> it's so awesome. So, uh, yeah, man, I just I just thoroughly enjoyed this matchup overall. Um, I will say I was a little surprised that, that uh, Chris Jericho lost. I actually thought Chris Jericho might retain and they would keep it going for a little bit longer. And somehow through, like, the, the fact that he has the inner circle with him, well, yeah, they would the help game. him win. Yeah. yeah, and then with the eye thing too, I thought, okay, you know, if he hits the Judas effect on the eye, that's another thing that they could use because that move is just, you know, they've built it up to be this like, you know, everyone that gets hit with it, they go down, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and he already has an eye problem, so you know, I thought that was going to be the way it went, but um, I seeing it happen, seeing John Moxley win, I'm happy that it happened. I'm happy it happened the way it did. And he gave uh, that passion and promo right after, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like talking to the crowd, letting them know, like, you know, you guys are the the what make this place great and all that. And it was awesome. And they cut they cut <laughs> played his music and he's yeah. like, Hey, you know, what the you know, it just like, Hey, what the F? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Not done here. You right. know, but they just kept going and yeah. Trying to treat great. that man like it's the Oscars, like wrap that up. Like they're like, all right, all right, we we, we gotta go, man. We can't get out of here. <laughs> He's like, No, this is my moment. So, you know, and just well deserved and just knowing the 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 path and the journey that Moxley's been on, like, you know, being Dean Ambrose in the WWE and being unhappy, you know, and then leaving the WWE with Renee Young, his wife still over there, then coming to AEW and even wrestling in Japan too. He's the United States champion in Japan and now he's in AEW and just, you know, basically rebuilding himself up to be who this guy that he is now, which is like this super cool, you know, tough as hell, you know, just, 
badass of a, of a superstar overall. Like, you know, he's one of the guys that we said for sure we could see as being one of the faces of AEW. And yeah, he's he's culminated all of that build up all of that with becoming the AEW champion it's just so cool to see for John uh, to see him get that title in this way and yeah man I'm 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 thoroughly happy with the matchup Chris Jericho what a awesome job by Chris Jericho was helping to build up this championship helping to put over yeah, John a great Ronsley. championship run yeah just so fun and just so like yeah, yeah, man. It was great. It was great. So shout out to Chris Jericho for just being an awesome Le Champion. Yes. Um, you know, and now, you know, where we go from here, man, like I'm I'm excited to see, you know, some other guys try to jump up there. I mean, MJF, it makes sense, like him to be a guy that gets considered for that title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about Darby Allen earlier on in the, in the show, like him being a guy to get a, maybe another title shot. You know, got a, had a shot against uh, Chris Jericho. Maybe he gets one against John Moxley, who he also had a great match with um there's just so many people that you could you could what about sammy Guevara? does he steps up sammy or yeah, inner circle if you know when chris jericho takes some time off exactly yeah. you know like there's just so many ways this could go does john moxley go to cody and say you know what i know that you can't challenge but uh, i can challenge you you know what i'm saying because uh, john would be crazy <laughs> enough to say, yeah, yeah I, yeah. you know, I don't care. Buck the system. Like, I'm right. going to I want to challenge shot. you. Ain't nothing. Right. Yes. You said you can't challenge me. Ain't nothing to say. I could challenge you, though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that could be I like that. Ah. Yep. Ah. yep. That could be real cool. <laughs> that could be real cool. So there's so many ways, man. And that's the fun of it. You yeah. know, like just seeing all the yeah. possibilities and just not knowing what's coming next. So I'm I'm really excited for, for what the future holds for the new AEW world champion, John Moxley. Yeah, man. John. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Moxley. <laughs> Dude, oh, man. man, Justin Roberts, yeah. is that? Yeah, dude, he's Justin just, oh Roberts. my God. He is the man. <laughs> he is the man. Great, great, great <laughs> rendition right there. <laughs> yeah, oh, had man. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for AEW Revolution. Uh, any final thoughts on this pay per view, man? Like, what, what, what do you got to say? Uh, it was just, uh, it was a great pay per view. Uh, it started flat, but it ended very nice, man. Uh, and definitely enjoyed the future of AEW with Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Definitely enjoyed the tag team division, even in the buy-in and with the AEW Tag Team Championship. And uh, en- enjoyed throughout the whole pay-per-view, man, ending with Chris Jericho and John Moxley as your new AEW World Champion. Yeah, man, this is wrestling. Like, you know, this is wrestling. We've we've had a crazy week of wrestling, you know, in general, some ups and downs. This right here was just what we as wrestling fans, why we watch wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, for shows like this. Yes, it started out on kind of a low, but overall, by the end of it, you forgot about that low. And it was just like pure, just emotion high and just it just it was just so fun you know you were just entertained thoroughly by everything that they had done and so you know to that i thank them i salute them and they for it to happen in our backyard here in chicago 
you know, just even adds to, to, the, to, the, to the pride that I take in, in saying that about this show. You know, and they continue to do this here in Chicago. So, you know, it's, it's just great to have the city be a part of this. But, you know, keeping it to the AEW talent and just with the, the product that they put forth, uh, it was just just great overall. A lot of matches that you could say, you know, hey, this, these are some of the best matches of the year, period. I mean, we talked about the 30-minute the Ironman match that they had on, on Dynamite. You know, even this show, I mean, we had some matches that could you know, just un- in their own right, make a claim to being one of the best matches of the year as well. Um, so, you know, that tag team matchup, wow, like, what what an amazing show. It's so many near falls, just so great, so entertaining. Um, you know, Sammy Guevara, star-making performance. Darby Allen, heart and soul of AEW, confirmed. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's you know, a just, good way to pick, put it. You yes, know, confirmed. <laughs> like, right, you know. And then, yeah, Chris Jericho coming out to the choir, John Moxley coming from the streets and, and claiming that AEW World Champion Championship, taking it, you know, earning it in this great matchup. Great show. This is wrestling. This is AEW. Well so put. Much fun. Well put. Couldn't say it any better. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, with that, man, that is going to do it for our recap of AEW Revolution. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.